This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. Let's bring in Scott Brown. You know him as the host on Foul Territory TV. Scott, good morning to you. Always great to have you here on the show. What are, what are your thoughts on Bobby Bonilla Day? Do you celebrate it? Do you care about it? Or you like Chelsea? There's nothing in it for you, so who cares? No, I, I like it. I'm into it because we love talking money. Right. We love talking yeah. money on this show, on our show. We love winning money on bets and we love talking contracts with players. Right. We talk contracts with players. Don't, don't yeah. you guys love talking about how much, say, Shohei Otani is going to make this offseason? Huh. I mean, dude's going to get paid more than any player of all time. So if we like talking about that, then I still think it's funny that Bobby Bonilla swung one of the best deals ever where he's like, yeah, cool. I'm going to defer my salary like basically forever and you guys will keep paying me so i like that the mets embraced it that's the big part for me now finally the new ownership group with the mets is doing everything the opposite way in terms of marketing they're they're promoting the bobby bonilla day um they're we just had an interview actually the other day with howard johnson that's going to come out soon um they're nice to all their alums now and they bring them back so all of those things are being done right they just can't figure it out on the field yet yeah, they got to win some games. Do you think there is time for the Mets to turn around? Because they made up that point in the press conference saying there are plenty of teams that have done this. Like in the last four years, there has been a team. Uh, even out of that division, you saw what the Phillies do, uh, did last year going all the way to the World Series. Then you had the Nationals do something very similar, won a World Series that way. So do you think that the Mets can turn this season around? Because you look at the futures market – if there's ever a time to buy low on a team, now's probably the team, the time on the New York Mets. It's getting late. That's my problem here. <laughs> it's getting very late. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, as you can see on, on the side of the screen, 36 and 45. You know, for example, <laughs> the Washington Nationals, the, the famous number in D.C. from that year is 19 and 31. That is very different from 36 and 45. Yes, similar in terms of how many games under 500. Not so similar in terms of what portion of the season we were in. Because here's the facts also. We're approaching the trade deadline in exactly one month. If you're going to make a run, it has to be epic and it has to be now. It has to be like 13 and two runs suddenly, something like that, leading up to a trade deadline. The other problem for me now especially with the Mets, because there's other disappointing teams like the Padres and Cardinals, of course. It's been one of the biggest storylines in the first half. The Mets' schedule is not easy coming up. And I believe for the rest of the season, and I am a strength of schedule person, it does matter. I know sometimes people at the end of the year will be like, oh, well, teams say screw it, and you know, you could play a bad team that plays spoiler. Sure, 
But at the same time, if you had three games to save your life, do you want to play the Atlanta Braves or the Oakland A's? Strength of schedule right. matters. So it's, I believe, third toughest the rest of the way. They had that super easy stretch where they played all the crappy teams in one shot, and they were terrible. So they already blew that opportunity. So now you have to win against really, really good ball clubs. Like they play against San Francisco tonight. The Giants have been surprisingly good. Then it's Diamondbacks, Padres, who even though they haven't been great, that's both teams are like uh, we're on life support right now to prove that we're postseason teams. Dodgers right out of the break. So uh, they're in massive trouble, and I'm not spending money on futures bets for the Mets to make the playoffs right now. So you mentioned Shohei a couple minutes ago, and he has been unbelievable, leads the majors in home runs, is batting over 300, and this could be his last season with the Angels. Just ballpark figure since we were discussing salary as well. Can you even fathom or put a number on how much you think he's going to get paid? First off, shameless plug, we'll ask Mike Trout. We've got him on the show coming up later today. Oh, nice. Got to drop that because Trout's the man and he's not been on our show yet. So he's excited about it. Um, but yeah. his teammate is I would be shocked if his teammate, as long as he's healthy. Right. We're always going to assume that when we're talking baseball contracts, um, I'd be shocked if it's not in the 600 plus million dollar range. We covered the money question specifically the other day. Spot track does numbers projections and they basically calculated what they think he would be worth as a pitcher and a hitter. And the number they came up with was in the low to mid 500s, like say 530 mil-ish. But here's where it'll still go way higher than that. I think you'll have so many bidders looking at this as a once in a lifetime opportunity, how many more butts you can get in seats. And then this is by far the biggest factor. Right now, this year for the Angels, he's probably making them in the 20 plus million dollar range. There's been reports of 15, I've seen and heard of 25, not like extra sponsorship deals for him, for the team, sponsorship deals that you would get like a surplus that you would not get. Some of them are Japanese companies that you would not get um, in any other scenario. So, and that's what the angels are getting. So for me, I'm like, if he goes to an even bigger um, market franchise, I know LA technically with the angels, but I'm saying like, if he's, if he's Yankees or Mets or Dodgers or even certain, you know, even the Cubs to an extent, which I, I don't necessarily see that happening. But um, point is, I think based on how he's playing now and even taking it to another level, this is a guy who could mm -hmm. bring $30 million a year to your team in excess sponsorship money. So if we take that, plus we take what he's actually getting, like you could pay him $60 million a year and he's only costing you 30 because he's bringing you sponsorship deals. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Right. He's a global brand that is not just America. Like, he has such pull overseas as a superstar. Uh, I was going to ask you about Mike Trout, and it's funny to me that he is a superstar in his own right, but, yeah, I would imagine he still fields a ton of questions about his teammate, Otani. What are the Mike Trout-specific questions 
that you are excited to ask him about on your show, Foul Territory TV? That's a good call. And I will tell you this, there are a lot of superstars in baseball specifically, I feel like, that are not super comfortable talking about themselves. And they light mm -hmm. up when you ask them about their teammates. So easy, easy money lock of the day is that we'll ask Trout more questions about Otani and others than we'll ask about himself. <laughs> uh, we've already been taking fan questions. I mean, people always want to ask about him off the field. They do want to ask about, um, well, this is a Shohei somewhat related question. You know, he had the, the strikeout in the World Baseball Classic against Otani. They want to know if uh, Otani's still giving him crap for that. Um, I, I think for me personally, I, I want to ask him questions that he wouldn't necessarily get on TV or through like a league owned property, stuff like that. So for me, it's player related questions about the league. Like maybe it's, Hey, do you think that MLB should or whatever have a salary cap? What are your thoughts on the state of the game in general? Like, mm -hmm. have we mm -hmm. have we fixed things as far as pace of play? I, I would want to get into some of those types of questions with him. Here's one more. If you're commissioner for the day, Mike, what are you doing to the sport? Like, what do Ooh. you think we need to, to mm -hmm. do differently? Whether it's from a rules or a business component, those are some of the things I'm looking at because – I mean, he's been a steward, right? Like you are one of the faces of, of yeah. baseball for a long time now. What, what do you want to see to make the game even better and and also make it appeal to young fans more? Which betting, I think, has been a huge factor. The pitch clock rule-wise has been the biggest factor, I think, in the past um, decade plus. So I want to get some of those answers out of him to like kind of solve some issues from a guy that knows or who should know how to do so. I'd be like, guys, I know I'm a little late to the party here. I'm going to go ahead and punish these Astros players from 2017. I've been thinking about it. I think I got it wrong initially. I, I don't know if it's maybe, you know, maybe a little too late, but I'm going to go for it. We're talking with Scott Braun, host on Foul Territory TV. Scott, I, I've said this before, and I wanted to get your take, that because the Mets have been so bad, they've kind of overshadowed the disappointing seasons from the Cardinals and the Padres. So of those two, which team, which franchise do you think has been the most disappointing so far and why? So we ran a poll, too, the other day, which team should definitely mm -hmm. sell at the deadline. Right now, I still have to go Cardinals 1. I will go Mets 2, Padres 3. And the only reason I'm putting Padres 3 is because I do see – more potential life out of them, even though they just came off a brutal series against the Pittsburgh mm -hmm. Pirates. You cannot look like that against Pittsburgh. But there's seven games under 500. Of course, they're not winning the division at this point. We can see the standings there. But I, I would say out of those three teams, it's hard for me to picture the Padres selling at the trade deadline and also not not getting themselves back in it a little bit in the wild card race. They're just a little bit ahead of the other two squads. And and I think there's more star power there and better pitching. So Cardinals won for me just because the NL Central sucks too. So the fact that they're 33 and 47, are you kidding me? Mm -hmm. I would say that's a massive disappointment. The only thing that, that I did see coming into the season um, I called out was, was the starting pitching, and it's just been even worse than anticipated, and, and that was the case again yesterday. I mean, J.P. France just destroys the Cardinals' bats, and um, Adam Wainwright gets lit up, and uh, he has not looked good. So I would say St. Louis, being being in last place 14 games under 500, that to me stands out. They're a lock to be sellers for me at the deadline. They're not making the playoffs at this point. I mean, Cincinnati has come out of nowhere. 
I think they're here to stay. Milwaukee's going to be much better in the second half of the year, and they've already been okay. They've been weathering the storm. They've probably been hit with injuries, at least as a top three team in baseball in terms of injury hits and the magnitude of them. Like Brandon Woodruff's a number one starter. He will come back and be a force in the second half of the season. So there's hope there. There's no hope for the St. Louis Cardinals right now. They would have to do so much of a makeover. It's not happening. So I'll put St. Louis one, Mets two, Padres three on the disappointment scale. All right, about a minute left. Talk me off of this bet. It's a little juicy, but I feel like it's a lock. Ronald Acuna Jr. to win the National League MVP. What he's doing right now, I know what Otani is doing is historic, but man, is Acuna Jr. having a season. Are you going to talk me off this play? Oh, hell no. He's at, he's at minus 200 now? I, I won't even... It feels like a steal. Well, I mean, you have to lay down... Here's the only factor, right? Ronald Acuna Jr.'s had injuries. He's an aggressive ball mm-hmm. player. You know, he steals he steals bases as much as anyone in the game. You, that's one of the top ways to get hurt. That That is your only mm-hmm. road bump at this point. Nobody else is touching him with the pace that he's mm-hmm. on. Corbin Carroll's been great, too, by the way. And and that's a guy who I would put as, as a sleeper because I think he could carry it in the second half. But you're only laying that money down on Corbin Carroll based on an injury factor if you think Ronald can go down. I mean, Ronald had... The, the ACL surgery that knocked him out for most of two years ago, last year he wasn't the same coming off of that. And he, he often gets hit by pitches, has day-to-day issues. Um, so, that, so that's it. Otherwise, yes. It's just clearly, you know, BetMGM is, is not dumb. That's why he's minus 200 and we're only halfway <laughs> through the season. Like, that's, that's steep right now. That's my point. So I will, I will not mm. talk you off. It's, it's more of just a risk factor game. Um, it, will he get hurt or not? Otherwise, he's got it. You got to check him out as host on Foul Territory TV, and we're looking forward to that conversation with Mike Trout. It is our friend Scott Ron. Scott, we really appreciate it. Thanks so much. Yep, you got it. Appreciate you, and I'll give you one pick, too, on the way out. I'll go uh, Baltimore money line tonight. Pablo Lopez has actually not been great, and I don't think that this game should be a pick essentially. So play that. Hit Love that. It. For more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BeckQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.